I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host today for Delaware State of the Arts. Joining me today, representing the History Book Festival in Lewis, are the co-founders, Jen Mason and Ron Collins. Welcome, Jen and Ron. So glad you can join us today. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Uh, I was intrigued with your uh, backgrounds, reading up on your website. Uh, and I, so what I thought we could do is start with uh, just a little bit about yourselves. Uh, what brought your interest to this kind of literature, history literature, and what brought you together to form this book festival? Jen, we'll start with you. Well, I think what brought us together is a love of books and an appreciation for authors. Um, Ron is um, one of the regulars at, I have a little tiny used bookshop in Lewis, and he, Biblion. exactly, Biblion, um, and he was a frequenter of the bookshop and stopped in one day and mentioned that he was in the process of, um, he and his wife Susan buying their second home here in town, and um, Ron can talk a little more about the amazing stuff he's done with authors in D.C., um, but he's like, you know, I've been doing all this stuff with authors. I really want to do something in Lewis, too, and I had had an idea that I couldn't get anybody else interested in in town, and um, I mentioned it to Ron because there are book festivals everywhere but there is not a history book festival anywhere. And what better place to host it than in the first town in the first state? And Ron was like all over it, um, given his backgrounds at Ron. Yeah, Ron, let's hear about your background. Yeah. <laughs> well, I should take the fifth here. Uh, no, I, uh, my life changed when uh, we first came to Lewis, Delaware uh, many years ago, and then six years ago became uh, bought a home here and now we are Delawareans. Uh, we have driver's license and license plates to prove it and we vote here and we absolutely love it. Uh, and I just fell in love with Lewis and Delaware. I, it was, you know, love at first uh, sight or first read. And I, I walked in, obviously as I, I'm an author, I've written a number of books and so and I've loved books. And so if you love books and you go into Biblion bookstore, it's a place where you just spend a lot of time. Uh, and then one thing led to another and I got talking with Jen and it turned out that we both had a mutual interest in some kind of utopian, crazy, impossible idea. And uh, when I started talking uh, with Jen, it just, everything started clicking. And um, it's been just a wonderful ride since. And if I had to do it all over again, I would stick with the same person. Uh, we just, um, there's just, in so many ways, uh, we, our personalities sync together and what one of us was missing, the other provided, and it's just made for a real good working relationship. And again, I just want to emphasize what Jen said. There's a lot of book festivals in the country. There's only one history book festival and what better place than in the first state and the first town in the union. So it, it's just been a, a, a perfect uh, match. Yeah. Now you have quite a list of books that you've written. Are they pr primarily historical Fiction or nonfiction? What, what's, what's your genre? Uh, nonfiction, um, mainly biography. And uh, my next book is on Justice Holmes and the Civil War. So uh, I've had a long history. I taught law for a number of years, but uh, I really am help, helped along when we do the, the History Book Festival has um, uh, nonfiction uh, history books and uh, 
uh, um, novels as well and fictional history. In that regard, I really am helped considerably along with our board, but namely with uh, Jen's uh, incredible knowledge of that genre of books. Jen, let's, let's uh, turn to the uh, evolution of the History Book Festival. I, I believe off air before we started recording that you said that you and Ron started this conversation back around 2015. Is that right? right. How, how has the festival and your working together evolved over the last five years? Sure. One of the things we tried to do, because we were creating something from scratch, and we wanted to make sure that we made it sort of scaled appropriately to our small town, and also sort of one of the things, I don't know if you've ever been to a book festival, but some of the small town book festivals really have a hard time drawing great authors. So we wanted to make sure we created something that would be a natural draw. Um, certainly anybody who's been to Lewis knows how beautiful it is, and that's certainly part of it. Um, people aren't shy about wanting to come to the beach and, right. and wanting to come to our darling little town. Um, but one of the first things we did, um, Ron knows a lot of people and started talking to his friends about, hey, would you come and join us? So there were a couple of prominent authors who joined us for our initial launch event where um, they were able to talk to the idea and kind of plant the seed among other community members. And then shortly after that, we had our first event um, which with an author, which turned out to be kind of emblematic of what has been one of our guiding principles which is to try to raise all boats in our community and so from the very beginning we've been focused on trying to find books that potentially could have a partnership with another nonprofit or another arts organization so our first organization that we partnered with was Rehoboth Beach Film Society um, others like the Lewis Public Library they've been part of the festival from the very beginning one of their staff members sits on our board and um, so we kind of test drove our ideas with a few of Ron's friends. So they were friendly <laughs> to us and, and generous with their time and talent and gave us a unique opportunity to sort of try a few different things and figure out what worked and maybe what didn't work for our setting. Mm -hmm. um, and then the long and short is by um, 2017, we were ready for our first full festival. And so we keep our festival a little smaller than some, um, more around, you know, 20-25-ish authors, but we try to pick authors and subjects that come from all different perspectives. So the, the goal is, I mean, with history, you could have history of anything. Right. We've, right. We have had history of all kinds of things, right, Ron? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we even had at our first uh, um, uh, festival uh, a book on pirates and their wives and who knew that pirates uh, wrote letters to their wives and vice versa. What I'd add to uh, what Jen said is from the beginning uh, the History Book Festival uh, though we've been able to attract uh, national authors at some note but it's been very community focused. Uh, our first meeting was with the Chamber of Commerce and the mayor and other people and and so you know we really are um, um, although we are the History Book Festival, we're very community focused, very partner focused. How can we work with this group or that group? Or how can what we're doing 
uh, uh, interact with local business and what have you. So I, I think that's part of the success of the festival is, is that there's a lot of buy-in, uh, whether or not uh, it be the um, Lewis Historical Society, or we also work with Browse About Books, uh, the Luke, uh, Jan mentioned the Lewis Public uh, Library, uh, the Rehoboth Beach uh, Film Society, what have you. And so that has really been uh, very much a focus of what we've done. And we continue to uh, look for various ways we can partner with groups when we uh, have a particular author. I'm happy to say that as of this date, I, I counted them, Jen, I think we've had 81 authors and we're still counting uh, as we uh, finish through our fourth, uh, our fourth year and into our fifth. So it has been uh, really quite uh, an adventure um, and we do have our, our board, everybody uh, on our board, along with the chair, uh, both of the co-chairs, uh, we have something in common. We spend a lot of time, nobody gets paid, and uh, we've been uh, very successful so far just in terms of that small group of people who are dedicated uh, uh, in making the festival possible, uh, plus an addition, just a, a number of volunteers every year that help make the festival possible. Now, I'm curious, here in 2020, clearly the festival is going to take on a different format. But over the first few years, when you were able to do this in person, how did you see the, the uh, program grow in terms of attendance, participants, that sort of thing? Yeah, there was a huge um, increase between year one and, and year two. Um, I, think, I think for a lot of people, just even knowing what a book festival was, was sort of an oddity. They thought maybe it was like a book fair, you know, where you come just, you know, buy books or, you know, and they didn't understand the fact that they were going to get to be together with these authors. But once people understood it, it was like, oh, wow, no, this is fun. And also, I think I had people who came up to me in the wake of the second year who had been, they were big readers and even part of our local writing community, because you may know we have a really strong writing community right. down here at the beaches yep. as well. Um, and they were like, I didn't come because I thought, oh, history, it's going to be really boring. And I'm sorry, but our next book, I think after this airs is Sex with Presidents. I'm sorry, it doesn't get much more exciting than <laughs> Sex with Presidents, or maybe more boring. I'm not really sure which, but um, <laughs> but no, it, I, there's been a real... Um, a real growth in the audience and and now during COVID so we were slated to have our largest audience ever um, mm -hmm. uh, on uh, the on St. Patrick's Day on okay. March 17th um, we were part of the um, release tour for Eric Larson's new book The Splendid and the Vile which is about mm -hmm. Churchill and the Blitz mm -hmm. and we had to make the very difficult decision to you know obviously pull the plug on that but he was just the most lovely person and stayed with us when we decided to move the entire festival online and and became our keynote which was super fun um, so even though we didn't get to have him here in Lewis we got to be with him live online and, well, and bring our audience along that's a great segue to looking at uh, the upcoming uh, events. Let me first remind our listeners that you are tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guests joining me today are the co-founders of the History Book Festival, Jen Mason and Ron Collins. Let's turn to 2020. Uh, 
I'm sorry we didn't get to do this sooner to promote some of your uh, recently passed events. But as you mentioned, Sex with Presidents is your next event. Let's talk about what a single event looks like uh, for the attendee, how they can connect to these, and then we can kind of go through what they can be looking forward to in the upcoming weeks. Yeah. One of the go ahead, Ron. No, no, I'm fine. One of the things that we've tried to do is to keep our, we made the choice as a board to try to keep our online festival events as similar to our live festival events as possible. So each one starts with a super brief little introduction. We give the author plenty of time to talk or some of them want to be in conversation with somebody else. So again, Ron has brought in some of his amazing friends to be um, some of our interviewers and, and he can talk a little more about that because we have a couple coming up that are pretty doggone impressive. And then, um, and then after that, then the audience gets to have be part of the live Q&A. So they get to unmute themselves and be in conversation with the author themselves. Um, some of our authors have even, we, we try to keep every session to just an hour. So that way people can kind of plan their lives around them. But there have been a few authors that there have been just an overflow of questions. And so they've stayed on with us a few minutes after. And it creates a real sense of community. And you're having conversations, gosh, Ron, a couple um, authors ago didn't we have like there were people from all over the country that were on this event who were connected with our author because she had she had roots down south she'd grown up in the um, Bay Area in San Francisco she lived in Boston for a while she was a geneticist and um, pediatrician but she'd written a book about being a descendant of James Madison um, from the black side of the family okay. and um, so that was a very um, it was really fun to get to have all these different aspects of her life, Girl Scout friends, mm -hmm. pastors. Um, and, yeah. And we've even had people from outside the United States. One of the things that we try to do is value added. When we pick an author and a book and what have you, we think, and it also goes into our determination of who we ask, is what can we do that's different than everybody else? So for example, on October 8th, we're gonna have an incredible book called The Deviance War by Eric Savini. Uh, it's about a, a story that starts in 1957 about a government employee uh, who's discriminated against uh, on the basis of his uh, sexual orientation. It's a remarkable story that's been brought back from the dead by Eric Cervini. And we thought, what better person to interview him than Paul Smith? Paul Smith is the man who argued the landmark gay rights case, Lawrence versus Texas. Mm -hmm. It all began there. And so we thought putting these two people together, having Paul interview Eric uh, about uh, this book would just make for a perfect match. And so that's the sort of thing we try to do uh, when we, uh, particularly in COVID times when you have a, a static screen and it's not quite as dynamic as if people were to, uh, you know, in, in a live audience. It is fun, though, getting to be in their homes with them, though, Paul. I have to say oh, that. Yeah. Because yeah. you get, to, there have been times where they're, fun things on their bookshelves you get to see what they're reading right um right. Yeah. yeah now i uh, ron do you determine the books and the authors to present or is there a committee oh. or do people apply to participate how, how does this work <laughs> i may be vain but i'm not stupid <laughs> i cannot tell you what a group project and a group effort it is the selection of, of books uh 
Uh, no, uh, our board works with us. We have a committee uh, that first goes out and, and uh, looks at all sorts of books and we're in contact with publishers and authors. Uh, and then we make some just initial suggestions. Then we uh, uh, present them to our board. We have our readers, board. Yes, people who pre-read our books. Yes, and we also uh, look at uh, you know, the authors on YouTube, if they've given presentations, how dynamic are they? So, I mean, diversity in every respect uh, from uh, topical diversity to gender, to race, to a person's ability to engage an audience. I mean, just a number of factors that go in. And it's really a very laborious process, but so far it's worked out very well. Wouldn't you say, Jen? Yeah, I think it's been, I would call it fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not laborious. Oh, okay. no. <laughs> it's been fun. Sometimes, sometimes the day gets long, but yes, yes. It's, it's well, and, and I'm looking at the list of books coming up. You mentioned Sex with Presidents, The Deviant's War. Uh, but then after that, uh, Suffrage by Ellen, is it Du Bois? Yeah, well, and then, really, and she's going to be interviewed by um, a prominent Delawarean in terms of, yeah, who, who's also a suffrage scholar, so... So is it fair to say you don't necessarily pick a theme for the festival, but rather it, it, it really is a, is a fascinating assortment of books so that people can sort of pick and choose which ones they participate in? Right. And we do have criteria. So one of the, one of the main criteria is that the book has to be published or new to paperback since the last festival. Okay. So we, we try to focus on new work um, and, and for authors during the time of COVID, I mean, can you imagine spending, some of these authors have spent like Betty, who I was just talking about with the other Madison, she spent like 30 years working on this research and working yeah. on this book. Um, and then to have it come out at a time where you can't go out and do a tour. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, that, that's one of the main criteria. So that really quickly narrows what we can have. And then from there, we start to sort of tease out, do we already have World War II covered, for instance? Or jazz, or the Civil War, or the environment, or discrimination, or slavery, or uh, the... Uh, uh, um, you know, the Wild West or pirates, what have you. I mean, the diversity of topics, we really kind of go to great lengths. So there's something in the festival that will interest everybody. Now, I'm saying from the titles this year, it looks like most of them are America-based. Is that standard or you sometimes pull up world history or other? Paul, it has a lot to do with what books are available. Okay. Uh, so, you know, we go according, you know, we're looking for 2020 books. So that really defines, uh, that's the first cut in terms of what's available. You know, we can only do with, you know, it may be that for 2020, you know, books of uh, having to do with American history are first and foremost. Right. But that's just because of the, you know, we have a book co uh, coming up uh, by Peter Cousins, uh, Tecumseh and the Prophet, the Shawnee Brothers Who Defied a Nation. Uh, he's a best-selling um, New York Times uh, author, and we're really delighted to have him. He's one of our authors coming in November. But then you have books like Feasting Wild, right. which that has no geographical center. In fact, it's if anything, it's almost as much a travel memoir as it is a book about sort of the history of cultivation and foraging. Right. 
And and so yeah, so there there are books that don't have a particular tie or tether. And we have uh, we've had uh, his, uh, you know uh, the history of philosophy, and I think that we had a book on uh, Diderot, for example. Uh, so it, it really it really varies quite a bit. Yeah. Now, just something you said earlier, um, and it's uh, I suspect in years past when you had the physical meetings, it wasn't you weren't hard pressed to get authors to come to Lewis because it's such a delightful place to visit. Do you typically uh, find that the authors are pretty interested and responsive and wanting to participate in this? Yes, I think that um, for some people, what Lewis is, is still a mystery, um, but the people who know where they're coming, they understand the Delaware beaches are pretty excited about it. Um, for the others, it's a, you know, it's a delightful discovery. And that's one of the things that it, when we have a physical festival that makes it super fun because it's multi-venue around town, um, all super walkable. There's a little shuttle that runs all day. The authors get to spend, you know, quality time together. Um, so it, it, they get really to have that joy of sort of small town Americana run amok that the rest of us all really appreciate about Lewis. And one of the things about our authors, we go to great lengths uh, to please our authors and to cater to them. We're here, we don't pay honoraria. So if you're looking for that, this is the wrong festival. <laughs> uh, but we do have an author's party and uh, we really, I mean, in every way that we can assist them and the feedback that we had from our authors from when we started until this year has just been remarkable. And, and, and for us, that's very important. So this is just not another book festival for them. And in the half minute we have left, before I forget, uh, where, can, where can our listeners get more information about the History Book Festival and uh, for participating? should have been like plugging this from the very beginning Paul I'm sorry it's super easy it's historybookfestival.org is our website um so historybookfestival.org and you go there you can click on the um 2020 um events listing and then from there you can register for the events and again the the Lewis Public Library has graciously been our registration hub. Um, so they've managed that for us this year, which is a huge help. And um, and then when you go, you can also see other events that are happening all over Delaware in the library system. Right. Well, on Ron's end, that's historybookfestival.org. And yes, it's all free. It is. Well, great. Jen Mason and Ron Collins, thanks so much for joining us today. I encourage our listeners to check out the History Book Festival.